From Dr. Peter Pronovost, you're listening to Micro Moments with Peter. Welcome and thank you for joining us today for another episode of Micro Moments with Peter, where we're working to leverage the power of love within and between people to radically transform health and healthcare. On today's episode, we're eager to dive into an exciting topic discussing how new generative AI coupled with real-time reporting can help support the creation of micro moments for clinicians and patients. Here to share his wisdom with us on the subject is Dr. Balaji Ramdas. Dr. Ramdas is the CEO and president of Agility, a healthcare technology company. Agility orchestrates operational processes to achieve outcome-specific objectives by augmenting generative AI with human design. Balaji's defining philosophy, power to the edge, challenges the conventional relationship between data, AI, and other technology trends. As a systems engineer by background, Balaji digitally rewires healthcare's operating system to focus on the joy of practicing medicine. His recent keynote on the love language of innovation focuses on the value of finding micro moments of empathy in work and life. We're absolutely delighted to have you on the podcast today, Balaji. And with that, I will turn it over to you, Peter. Great, Kelsey. Thank you. Great introduction. And Balaji, welcome. I, we're uh, soulmates in our commitment to systems engineering and our belief in the power of love. So, so great to have you. And for the audience, we're using his technology at uh, UH in innovative ways. So let me set the context of what we're dealing with in healthcare. Uh, healthcare harms too often, it costs too much, and it learns and improves too slowly. A recent study showed that one in four patients who are hospitalized are harmed. Let me just put that into context. That's somewhere between three and six log orders, not multiple log orders, 10x times harm in other industries. Imagine if you had a one in four chance of getting food poisoning every time you went to a restaurant or being crashing when you drive in your car, or having being harmed from a train or a plane ride. It would be unacceptable. And yet we've accepted these harms in healthcare for far too long. And we have negative labor productivity, despite spending a lot on technology to help these problems, they haven't hit the mark. And it's burning our staff out because the poor and clunky and clumsy technologies are often fall in the laps of our nurses and doctors to make up for their clumsiness. So they are working extra hard despite spending money. But Balaji and his company is doing something really innovative. And that's why we thought our audience would be well to hear. You see, in every other industry, those that are three to six log orders more, they approach safety differently. Now they have sector-wide solutions, but prominently what they do is they have real-time data where they have either a real risk or a predicted risk, but they couple that with the next best behavior or what action people should take, and then they resolve it with time standards. So there's accountability. Let me give you an example. FedEx has like a 99% on-time delivery. How do they do that? Not chance, not some looking at data six months old like we do in healthcare. They have real-time notification of what a package should do every step of the way. Almost like the package is an employee and it has tasks to do. The package's first task is to stay on the conveyor belt. If it falls off, there's an immediate notification with a time standard to say, 
put that box back on the conveyor belt, say in 30 seconds. If that doesn't happen, there's an escalation with another time standards. If that doesn't happen, there's another escalation. And that's how they built this management system, leveraging what we call generative AI for real-time improvement. To date, healthcare's AI has almost been entirely predictive, but no prescription. Meaning it says, oh, Mr. Smith's at risk for something, but that's it. It's why it's been used largely for pathology and radiology because the they just have to do the diagnosis, the prediction. They're not doing the prescriptions, but that's not going to help in the clinical forum. So agility is different and we're delighted to use them. And we're going through a number of use cases where we have safety huddles that Balaji, I hope you talk about because they're transformative. We're developing it in our care transition, in our population health, in our productivity. We're using it to get labor wastage out of our care transitions and our nursing discharges. So we automate as much of the work as we could so that staff use their precious time for that emotional connection with patients that they is absolutely essential. So, so Balaji, maybe tell me a little bit about how you're bringing your vision to tech to healthcare, how it's different from others, because I haven't seen another one doing what you do and what you're excited about doing it at UH. Thanks for having me and thanks for the important work you're doing, getting this message across. And Peter, we are a big fan of what you're talking about, which is how do you create meaningful impact where it really matters, right? The FedEx and the package example is a great example because you're talking about making a meaningful change where process breaks down. So the way we understand technology and the process is we have often people have good intentions, your nurses, your physicians, they all have good intentions, but we do not have the process to help them execute on their good intentions. This leaves us with two major gaps. If you think about the gap, there is AI and technology is often talked about as a way to improve that, but they do not interact with the care provider, with the nurse in any meaningful way. Just beating them with data is not going to improve the outcome. So that's angle number one. The second piece is... Hey, Pablaji, I might add, beating them with data, that's a month or six months or sometimes a year old and expecting them to have that be meaningful. Yes, absolutely. And as you and I have talked about, the real impact, you know, if you're, if you're applying the same um, aspect of micro moments, showing your love to our, you know, the patients, I think we need to be same way. We need to apply that love to our employees and the care providers on the bedside. And we take that view, Peter. And as you have seen, we say, what is important to the care provider to actually provide safe and valuable care to the patients? So step number one for us is to create that ability to interact with them and say, hey, if you had this information in real time, what would you be able to do? So we apply design as the core principle of giving them the information they need to execute on this. And the safety huddle is a great example because, Peter, I think under your leadership, university hospitals was able to bring their nursing leaders, their bedside leaders, and you were able to rally them to figure out what they are going to do with real-time data. I think that's step number one. The second piece is the technology itself that we are super excited about is, you know, we have this buzz in the industry about generative AI and, and, and predictive AIs and all of those things. But we think, and as you, you, know, you, have, you and I have discussed this a few times, bringing AI to the table is only one part of the solution, but you need to 
add that AI with the real scope of work. So how do you plug this back into what you need to do is the second important thing that you need to do to impact change. AI without an action is just an intelligence that sits somewhere. And the safety huddle is a great example of saying, hey, we need to evolve past just doing huddles that reports out data. I'm sure we've all been in huddles. Um, we kind of you know, uh, endearingly call it safety huddle or tiered huddles are all huddle fatigued. We are all huddle fatigued with so many um, huddles. So how do you actually add value to this? Is applying generative AI, one. And number two, are we solving a problem for the bedside people, people that provide care? And there we find amazing things happen as we have seen value create created at university hospitals, Peter. Yeah, Balaji, great. And I know our staff are super excited about this. And let me just give the audience some uh, context. As you know, a patient might be at risk for 12 or 15 different harms. And it's hard to even tell who's at risk. You know, do they have a catheter? Do they have a central line? Are they a falls risk? Are they getting the right DVT prophylaxis? Are their compression stockings actually connected and on so they prevented it? And every one of those, the nurses have to go look through the EMR. There's no like dashboard of that. It takes a ridiculous amount of their time to defend against risk. Well, what we partnered with Agility and our nursing leader, Jen Gonzalez, who's just amazing uh, with her nursing team, they made a list of these safety risks they defined what data they want to see in real time. And now they go to a dashboard and get real time alerts and notifications. But we're building kind of outbound that FedEx system where you could then put a timestamp on of how quickly it gets uh, fixed and an escalation. And it's just a radically different way to improve safety. But most importantly, I think it's the only way we're going to get out from one in four people harmed to get to one in 400,000. And Peter, can I add one more thing to that? Is by asking the end user, what do you want? I think we have forgotten the power that it has. Empathetically asking the person, what do you want? What will be meaningful to you? I think we have gone away from that. So um, as Kelsey did the introduction, you know, one of the things that we talk about is what is our love language towards innovation? And the love language is, you, know, you cannot go to a, a, a nurse innovator and say, hey, I have a model system for you, or I have AI for you, why don't you use it? They wanna be asked what is gonna be meaningful to me. And by asking that question, you create this micro moments of amazing love to solving a problem that's meaningful for them. And that, is, that adoption is more powerful than the AI and the influence of the AI combined. Completely agree, Alex. It's because it shows how love's the most powerful force in the universe. And it's the only way you solve problems. You know, I'm sure those in the audience who are in healthcare know that's a radically different approach to technology where most of the time a vendor comes to me and says, look at this app or widget I've made. Not even clear what problem it sounds, but they're sure super excited about their app they want to show me. And it's okay, like, so how does this add value? What problems does it solve for people? When usually it's almost always well, you know, we've got to figure that out and say, okay, that's not the way it should work. And, and Balaji, you also pointed another glitch that even if they are focused on a problem, usability is never good out of the box. I mean, usability has to be agile and iterative in the real world at the elbow. And you and your amazing team with Lisa and Joy spend so much time with our nursing staff 
understanding their pain points related to solving that problem and design technology that meets their needs. And if it doesn't, you don't tell the nurse to work differently. You redesign your solution. Absolutely. You know, there is an understanding of iteration being a tax. And we disagree with that. We think quick iteration is the principle and the interest. So you're absolutely right in being able to quickly iterate on a solution shows, number one, we are listening to what the needs are. Number two, create value incrementally and keep doing it continuously. So absolutely, Peter, you're right. And, and Balaji, I also give agility credit for it's innovating and being agile for that individual use case, like with the nurses, but it's also in your whole companies and products. Because I know we'd had many discussions about the need to add outbound messaging or add other components, you know, or extend it to hospital discharge that you clearly saw, okay, this is a big problem and, and made the investments and worked with your company to solve it. So it, it's really being agile at two levers. And, you know, we're quite bullish. Some of these things are new, but we're We've seen evidence that this reduces length of stay. We're quite confident it'll help nursing productivity and our care managers' productivity. Uh, we also are quite confident that safety will improve significantly uh, with this. So, so Balaji, let's look forward. And where do you see this going? Where do you see how, uh, the future of healthcare to get radically improved safety and value uh, and experience for our workers? Yeah, Peter, you know, there are, there are a lot of amazing trends going on. And I know the buzzwords are generative AI and AI uh, uh, as, as it evolves. But, you know, we kind of see it in a fundamental way how healthcare is going to be transformed is by empowering the edge. I think there is a trend, there is a serious trend going on in decentralization. We have for too long centralized data, centralized around committees, centralized around policies, centralized around governmental regulation, and all those pieces have all focused on centralizing healthcare. I think it's time to smartly decentralize and empower your edge. And this goes with what we are talking about, right? Be it generative AI, can it impact change at the edge? On the, on the edge, you have your physicians and nurses taking care of the patients. That ability to move those technology trends towards the edge and having them involved is the bigger trend. And for the report, the ability to create AI or prediction is the tool, but you need to understand the bigger concept. And for us, that's what we're excited about. Safety huddles, safety lenses, quality, productivity, and throughput, all those things happen on the edge, right? It does not happen on a conference room. So how do you decentralize information and break it into small packets of action is the biggest trend I'm excited for in healthcare. Yeah, but Balaji, we're kindred spirits on that. And, um, you know, it goes back to our love because what that evolution of top-down rules, regulations, basically is because you say to your staff, I don't trust you. Yes. And we believe deeply that change progresses at the speed of trust and trust grows when we do things with rather than to people. And, and I think Balaji is the mindset of, managers and policymakers has been this dichotomous. It's either top-down or a free-for-all, and I don't have accountability. And, and that's a false choice. You could empower people with data and make the decisions while still having a, an escalation like the FedEx thing, where if something doesn't meet the standards, you know, go innovate. But if you trip the safeguard, 
then there's an, another action to, to, to protect safeguard. They're not either or. And, and I think you're spot on. You know, I'll, I'll share with you and she'll be on a future past podcast, but that nurse, Jen Gonzalez, who um, did the safety lens. Also, we did an experiment where we asked nurses, how much of your time is wasted on policies where the burden exceed the benefit? And it was 60% of their time. It was mind boggling. And most of them were our policies. Some were federal or regulatory policies. And so we're now systematically going through and revising them to freeing up the time. But that those policies grew over the years and the waste and the burdens that they put in were largely invisible. So I think you're really onto something. Balaji, any closing comments for uh, our audience? Uh, no, first of all, thank you for doing this important work and talking about love and these moments and innovation, Peter. It's extremely important for all of us to hear your message. So thank you for that. I do think from what you are doing and, and, and how we propagate this is we need to start trusting our edges and the edges are the care providers. For us, the joy of practicing medicine is that love. You know, that's why a doctor became a doctor, a physician became a physician, and a nurse became a nurse. They did not want AI to tell them what to do. They want to take care of patients. And it's upon us to actually deliver that promise for them. Yeah, great, Elijah. We had uh, Dr. Deb Leisman in a prior podcast. She has a 100% patient experience score. And we asked her what her secret was, right? And you may think it's a top-down script. She said, you just love your patients, right? If you do that, it'll work out. And so this message is resonating with all. Thank you for joining today. And this is Peter Pronovost seeking to leverage the power of love within and between people to radically transform health and healthcare. And Balaji, you and Agility are accelerating that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Peter.